As a confidant and coach to business leaders, I know a lot of people who are rich and miserable and those on the opposite side of the spectrum. So let's pull it all together, shall we? We'll explore the intersection between wealth and joy. We'll look at the psychology, spirituality, and practicality of money, plus some of the things that make up a truly lucrative lifestyle. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis, and this is The Lucra Life. My guest today is someone that I have not talked to in so long, so I am really, really excited for this conversation myself, and I'm excited for you, the listener, to be able to hear it because he is absolutely awesome. Coot Blackson, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. It's good to catch up. Good to see you. It is good to have you here. We were just talking before the recording that I had had you on some other show. I don't know, what feels like a million years ago. It has been so, so long. So let me start here. Yeah. What are you up to? What are you doing right now? Wow, what I'm up to. I mean, lot, lots has changed. Launched my new book that I, I'm really up to. Yeah, we're going to be the, talking a whole lot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so very, very that that's very much on my awareness and life and consciousness. So I'm in that mode of sharing that with the world. Uh, sharing online, moved from Los Angeles after 20-some years, which was huge. Let go of my office there, my house there. Uh, was in at a house in Phoenix. So I was camped out there last year, which was different than LA. Sold yeah. my house, ended a relationship, moved to Miami. I mean, so many changes. It's been it's just crazy. crazy. Okay, hold on. You were in Phoenix all of last year. I was. I was. Don't tell me you were there. I live in Sedona. Oh, and I went to, <laughs> I went to Sedona like five times. Of course you did. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I am a hermit. So like, I don't really talk to many people or go out. So like, no worries, but I can't believe you were that close. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now you're in Florida. Now in Miami. Yeah. Just, the, you know, it was one of those things where uh, I really do my best to follow the energy of where life is leading me and what life is and what, what life is guiding me and, and allowing myself to be led, which sometimes can be, you know, scary from the standpoint of, free falling of not knowing where this is going, but knowing that it needs to go. And I just felt the end. I felt this guidance. I was in Ghana in December uh, and, and I felt this guidance go to Miami, no intention to move, just, just go. So I went for a couple of days, loved the vibe, loved the energy, just something said, go back for a month. So I went back for a month after six days, moved, sold my house in Phoenix, it was sold before. It was sold before it went on the market, literally. And boom, I was within days, I was in Miami and every, you know, you know, you know when something is, is, is right and aligned when things just tend to flow. Doesn't mean there's not challenges, but there was such a graceful flow and sequence of the universe that to resist that would have felt out of alignment, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and so, that's what took me to Miami and I've been, I've been there and just different frequency, different energy, embracing, but still traveling. Like I'm in Mexico now and uh, just working and exploring and expanding in different ways. Well, Kurt, I would expect nothing less from you. <laughs> Here's my question though, because I love what you're saying and I I'm similar in that just getting some guidance and following it. I mean, that's why I'm in Sedona. Like it was just, you need to move there for a while. Not that it needs to be long-term, but it's for now. And that's, that's cool. 
I want you to talk a little bit, if you would, about either how that guidance showed up. And I mean, right. like, I want to try to get granular because I feel like there will be people listening who are like, yeah, I would love to have some guidance, but I don't even know what I'm looking for or what does it feel like when it shows up or then how do you get over that fear? So could you talk a little bit more about? Yeah, yeah. the guidance is, is, there's a myth that the guidance is, is, is like some siren bell that the universe rings and hits. Well, ding, that ding. would be easier. <laughs> that would be amazing. And many of us, we still wouldn't listen. <laughs> you know, sometimes we sometimes we pray, universe, give me a sign. We get a sign. No, no, universe, give me another sign. We still we still don't freaking listen. You know, exactly. so, so so we say we want the guidance, but sometimes we don't want the guidance because sometimes getting the guidance means we have to let go of certain things which we don't want to let let go of. So we really don't want the guidance. So we distract ourselves, busy ourselves, confuse ourselves, so that we actually don't get the guidance. So one of the ways we actually block ourselves from getting the guidance is we, we, we're continually on a cycle of just being busy, being busy, being busy, being busy, being busy. Because if we're busy, we don't actually have to be still to really, to, to for a moment, feel the deeper dimension of truth that we know is inside. I think there's a part of us at the deepest level that knows everything. There's a part of us that knows we have a sense because we're connected to everything. But it can be scary to, to actually get in touch with the guidance because when we get in touch with the guidance, there's no more excuse as to why we're not doing that project. There's no more excuse as to why we don't make that move. There's no one else to blame. There's no, we, we, we can't hide anymore when we have the guidance. So sometimes it's a payoff for actually distracting ourselves from the guidance because we're also afraid of the consequences of what that guidance might mean. But there's also a consequences of just continuing to live what is not necessarily in alignment. And so what I would tell people is, is either way, you're going to deal with it. You live the lie and what's <laughs> not in alignment and feel the pain of that or, you know, so either way you deal with it. And so what I would say is create the space and the time to be still in your day to just listen and listen without agenda. Many times we don't have that space and the time. I don't have time. Sit, be brief, listen. Number one. Number two, tune into your body. Feel how your body feels. Many times that guidance will come in the form of very subtle sensations. Mm, so feeling my gut, the feeling in my stomach, mm, the warmth. Sometimes it's so subtle, a sensation in your body that is expansive or contractive that can be the way the guidance is speaking to you, right? It can be the way too, when, when life flows and things open up, like for me, I got the sense. It wasn't a big thing. It wasn't like move to Miami. It was just go and visit. Okay. Uh, and many times we, we, we block our guidance because we start trying to figure everything out. What does this mean? Does this mean I'm going to do this? Why am I going? I don't want to go. There's no reason why I'm going. I'm not going to go. So we question everything and that stops the guidance from flow, our access to the guidance that's always there. So I tell people, stop trying to figure everything out. Stop trying to understand everything. The, 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 the desire to try to understand everything is another form that our minds, we try to control. It's another pattern of control and control is a master addiction. So when we get an inkling, I think it's important to just not question and follow it. That's something I really have learned to do a lot. And it was in the process last year where I felt the guidance, go to Miami. Not questioning why, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. Obviously, don't do something that's harmful, but then you might want to question if the guidance says jump off a building. Mm, that may, that may, not, be your, may not be your guidance. But the guidance said, 
just go to Miami. Okay, no question. That's my motto. Don't question. It's, it's an inkling, it's a guidance, it's, it's a sensation. You, if, if you start paying attention, you'll start sensing the difference between a mental projection, should be doing this, I should go to Miami, I should, mm, that's not the guidance, that's, that's the mind that's based in identity, that's based in conditioning, that will often only take us in limited spirals or directions. But this impulse came from a deeper part of me that said, go to Miami, no questioning, that's the, that's the other key. And then I just took action. And then I was willing to be in the unknown, just the unknown. I, no, I showed up, no idea why I was there. I was staying with a friend. She said, why are you here? I have no idea, but I'll, I'll <laughs> find know. out. So I just started driving around and meeting a few people. And one thing led to the next. It's like, guidance said, come back again. Mm. Stay, for a, stay for a month this time. Said, oh, I like the vibe. Should I move? Just stay for a month. But once I came for six days, Everything started aligning, and it, it, we have to start becoming attuned to feeling the energy. You will feel the flow of life when you when we stop trying to force life into a direction, and that's what we try to do with our preconceived ideas, uh, our predispositions. We try to push life in the direction. When you don't try to push life, and you feel the flow, it's like going into the ocean. Like you see the surfers yeah. on the surfboards. They're not trying to make a wave happen. They're just feeling for the flow. And then once they, uh, you see them, okay. And then they stand on their board and then they go, then they act, but they're acting in alignment with the flow of the ocean. And so for me, it's acting in alignment with the flow of life. We don't have to manifest or make the wave. We just need to feel for where the wave, the deepest impulse is going and then channel our actions in alignment with that. And so that's really, really what I did. And you will feel because things start opening up. It's like, oh, things just start opening. And you're not making it happen, but you're following and it opens. That's also, I think, how we know. So it doesn't have to be this big, loud thing. It sometimes is the most quiet inkling that just guides you, you know, really. I think that's, that's, that's the beauty. That's the beauty. And we're being guided all the time in many, in many ways. Sometimes we're not paying attention. Yeah, we make we just... it way harder. <laughs> way harder. Yep. Like it doesn't need to be that hard. The guidance is there. We just need to jump up on the surfboard. It's already on the wave. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love this so much. So talk to me about this. How do you set yourself up or set up maybe even more specifically your day, like your time to allow for that stillness of which you spoke, to allow for yourself to be able yeah. to feel the energy. Sure. I think, because for me, surrender and flow is important as a way yeah. of living. Uh, but sometimes there's a misconception that surrender and flow means you just do whatever you want, whenever you want, you know, however you want. Just go with the flow. I don't feel like doing this interview. I'm not going to do it. I don't feel <laughs> like, I don't feel like, <laughs> I did feel like it, by the way. <laughs> I mean, you're here, so... Uh, yeah, trust me, I was looking forward to it. But I, I don't feel like sitting down and writing my book. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna go with the flow, hang out with friends, go hiking. And sometimes going with the flow requires a deeper commitment to say no to certain superficial, fleeting, shall we say, superficial, fleeting sensations, desires, and emotions in the moment. And so I'm a big believer in structure. So for me, it's a dance. 
I believe that structure actually allows the room for freedom and flow in space. And the more structure we have, the more space we have because when we structure our time in a certain, so my days are very structured, but then I also know when I have structured time to like flow and if I want to do nothing, do nothing because I've gotten most of my stuff done in the time that was structured, right? And so, okay, I got my stuff done that was four hours of writing. Done, it's complete. Now that leaves me the space to just be still and listen, to be still and, and pay attention to the clues. But when we, we don't structure our time also in a productive way, we sometimes get so distracted with everything that's going in all directions that we're not really present wherever we are. We're constantly busy, sometimes not even sure what we're doing, but we're constantly busy running around, busy, 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 that we're not present where we are in the moment. And when we're not present, we're not paying attention. When we're not paying attention, it's hard to feel our deeper truth. It's hard to feel that deeper intuition, that deeper guidance that is moving us because we're not in, we're not here to be present to it. So the guidance is coming, but we're not even feeling it. We're not seeing it. We're not paying attention. And so, uh, so for me, my days are incredibly structured. Like there, there, there are times where friends will, will say to me, yeah, cool. It's Monday. Let's go dinner on Wednesday. I'm like, sorry, I can't do it. It's, it's structured. I can tell, sometimes I can tell people months in advance, some of my structure. And so what I tend to do is, and obviously if there's some things that come up that are really, really genuinely important and in alignment with something that's really meaningful or really true or my deeper purpose, doesn't mean certain things won't shift around to align with that at the same time. So it's not like just some rigid thing, but the structure takes away the, the, the mental energy of having to think. I know from these times today, I'm doing interviews. I don't have to think, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I work on that? Should I write my book? All that time that is freed up from having to think can go into your creativity, can go into your business, can go into being present with your partner, can go into your meditation, can go into just sitting there and listening. Right? But when we're not, we're going to sit there like, cool, I sat there and listened. I didn't feel anything because our mind is going at 200 miles an hour thinking about all the stuff we didn't do. And so... I invite people to embrace structure. It's a beautiful thing. Don't be a slave to the structure like anything, but embrace the structure and use the structure. So I wake up, it depends, but 6.30 in that zone, I wake up. It's non-negotiable. There's certain things that are non-negotiable. I exercise every day. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Exercise. That sets me up to win. Like, for instance, uh, I had to catch a flight at 8 a.m. I had to be at the airport at 6 so in my mind, that means I had to wake up at 2, 2.15 to exercise. Oh, drive. wow. It's not, it's, when I say non-negotiable, You're not kidding. <laughs> woke up, woke myself up at 2.15 to do 55 minutes of exercise and then showered, what have you, and then drove for an hour and a half to the airport. I was in Tulum driving to Cancun. And so non-negotiable. So certain things for me are non-negotiable. When you know what's non-negotiable, it just frees up your energy. I don't have to think about should I exercise? Right. Should I not exercise? Should I do this? Should I do? It, it's not. It's not even that part of my my brain doesn't even have to entertain that. So that part of my brain is now freed up with other things. You'll you'll be way more creative. So I structure my morning in that way. Structure my days with my schedule, and then let things revolve around that. And so that's. And then it just gives me time to flow. 
You know, when I'm flowing, I then I can really flow. Right. Then I can really flow because right. now I, I know I've gotten stuff that needed to get them done. And so that's kind of how I how I work. That's amazing. Do you have other things? I mean, I'm sure you do, but could you maybe give an example of some other non-negotiables? Like what else for you? Because exercise, yeah. I think a lot of people, people would say, yeah, that's important. What other things are like? Yeah, it's important, but most people don't make it non-negotiable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're not as disciplined with it with They're you. They're not. They're not. Uh, so for me, exercise is non-negotiable. Drinking uh, pretty much, unless I'm on a flight, it gets a little harder. But drinking, I drink about a gallon of water a day. Okay non-negotiable it's it's honestly i think one of the keys to health is water sounds obvious we all know agreed we don't do it but that's pretty much consistent non-negotiable meditation non-negotiable so there's a few things you know there's really a few things that are just non-negotiable yeah that's awesome i i go with like my my five hydrate meditate read write workout like other than that if i get anything else done in the day cool <laughs> but if not that's okay too it still sets me up so i want to talk about Surrender, your book, The Magic of Surrender. What? How do you even define surrender? Let's start there. Yeah, there's a misconception, I think, in our culture that surrender is weak, that surrender is passive, that if you surrender, you're going to be left behind, you're going to be taken advantage of, you're going to be a doormat, you, it means giving up, waving the white flag, that if you surrender, you won't manifest your goals, your dreams, your desires. I'm actually saying, well, what if you truly surrender and you got more? more? It may not look like what you thought, but you got more than you could dream of, more than you could imagine, more than you could visualize, more than you could write on in your journal. What if you got more? That's really what I'm saying. So surrender, just to kind of break it down on different levels. One dimension of surrender is letting go, letting go of what's no longer aligned, what's no longer authentic. Surrender is letting go of control. This idea of trying to control every single thing in one's life, which that's really, a tough that, one for people. That is so tough for people. Look, <laughs> look at last year. I think many of us were finding out. I don't know if we're as in control as we thought we were. Yeah, control, or more like, like we are not in control. <laughs> that's the bottom line way of saying it. we ain't in control. <laughs> I mean, there's a few things we can control: exercising, this, that, you know. But for the most part, last year was definitely not what I planned and how I expected. And it continues to not be. And so we aren't really in as much control as we thought. So surrender is giving up this sense of control, the, the illusion of control. It's also, I would say, giving up trying to force and fit life, manipulating life to fit our limited idea of what we think it should be, letting go of who we, we think we should be based on parents and society and media and everyone around us, letting go of the idea of the life. Sometimes we have this idea of a life that we think we should be living. And then we end up missing the life that we have and the life that is authentically seeking to express through us. And so that's a part of surrender. Then we can be fully present with what is life seeking to truly manifest through us. And so for me, surrender is a shift of paradigm. I think a lot of old school personal development has been the old paradigm. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just think there's an evolution happening. And I think last year has been a part of an initiation as a species into a deeper way of being of surrender. So what I mean by that is the old ego-based model of living and creating life first asked the question, what is it that I want? I, what do I want? 
this limited I, which is an identity based on our conditioning, our, our past, our programming, our parents, our generational patterns. And so what is it that I wanted? So sometimes we get what we thought we wanted only to realize this is it. Or we get what we thought we wanted based on who, who we thought we were only to realize what, what I thought I wanted was not what I really wanted, just what I thought I wanted based on who I thought I was. And so for me, the, the, the paradigm of surrender asks a different question, a deeper question, not simply what do I want? I mean, that's great to ask, but the bigger question I think is feeling and opening to, what is it that life wants to express through me? What is it that, so, so we transcend just me, my identity to, what is it that life, wants to express through me, manifest through me, create through me, podcast through me, speak through me, write through me. And what is the deepest impulse of what life wants to express and opening our minds and our hearts and ourselves to be fully available to the bigger vision that may be seeking to, to express to us. And I look at people like Gandhi and you know, Mother Teresa and, and uh, Mandela and Martin Luther King they surrendered. Like Martin Luther King, for instance, they asked him to be the, to lead the civil rights movement for many, many years. He, he resisted because he knew, oh, this is going to be what it might mean for my life. And he could have remained a local preacher and stayed in the safe zone. Gandhi had, had so much prestige as a lawyer, you know, success, prestige. But he realized that there was some injustice happening Right. And, 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 and something bigger than himself was calling him. It was pulling him. And so all of these people demonstrated surrendering to life, surrendering to this deeper impulse of, of what, what's seeking to express. I think there comes a moment, if we're growing and evolving, there comes a moment for all of us, if we're honest, with the life that we have created, no matter how amazing or successful or beautiful, and it's, it's great, we should be grateful, but starts to become too small for what our soul is seeking to express. What we tend to do as human beings is hold on to the familiar and the known and the old out of safety and self-preservation, but I think holding on to what's no longer aligned keeps us stuck. And so surrender is that willingness to trust bigger than oneself and to trust life and to trust all of these great ones, life lived them. They didn't live life. Life lived them, and they were able to tap into. For those that might be concerned, maybe I won't be successful. Maybe I won't have impact. Did Jesus have impact? Did Bruce Lee have impact? Did Mandela have impact? Did Gandhi have impact? Did Greta Thunberg, the 16-year-old activist, you know, climate activist, have impact? Malaya Yousafzai from Pakistan yes. have impact? What, so I believe that what, when we surrender, we get ourselves out of the way, then what life can manifest through us. We tap into the, we tap into the potential, we, we go beyond personal power, which is the old paradigm. We tap into the sort of infinite power potential of life and life starts to use us in ways that I think we'll, we'll be surprised. So to me, this is surrender. Could I? I love that so much. To me, the way that I'm thinking about it is like the old paradigm being almost power over and the new mm. paradigm being power with or empowering each other. So letting that creative process, that spiritual expression come through, showcase through our lives, whatever that work 
may be, but then all in service of being like, hey, you are this too, and you are this too, and you are this too, and we all have this amazing potential. So everything, I'm like, yeah, I have not read your book yet, but I'm going to order it as soon as we're done now, because like, I can't wait to read this. I am so, so stoked for that. Tell me this. Yeah. You inspire so many people. Now, even just my listeners today, they're going to be like, well, we just were at church. This is <laughs> who or what inspires you? Do you, are you reading books that are inspiring or listening to things? Or are you kind of like closed in focused right now, shutting out the other voices? No, I mean, I, I, I used to read a lot, a lot. Uh, like from eight to 18, I read like eight, seven, 800 books as a kid, just reading um, self-help, spirituality. Um, now more and more, um, I'm inspired by life. I mean, it sounds cheesy. It sounds corny, but no, honestly, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm inspired by life. I'm inspired by people, just like people living lives courageously inspires me, you know, in the face of death, in the face of heartbreak, in the face of pain, in the face of being burnt to a crisp, they rise up. I mean, just like I had a friend of mine who's so amazing, lost freaking everything, lost her son, lost her business, lost everything, completely broke in debt. You know, most people would have killed themselves. She rose like this inspires me, you know, just just the human spirit. I've worked with so many clients over the years that when I sit with them or be with them in events or seminars and I listen to their stories of what they have endured, some of which is way more than I could I've ever been through what they've endured, and yet they're still reaching for the light, you know, that, that inspires me. So hearing people's, real, hearing people's stories really, really, really lights me up and reminds me of the power of the human spirit, you know. I like when, when I was listening to the story of my dearest friend, it gave me so much inspiration. It's like, wow, wow. She can, I can, we can, you know, and it was just like a wow. So life inspires, you know, what inspires me too is travel and cultures, putting myself more than anything, putting myself in uh, countries, cultures, and situations that are out of my norm yeah. and, and out of my everyday reality. So I love going to places where I don't speak the language, where I've never been before, where you can't hold on. Because many times we get into a groove. We do wake up. and we're So groove, easy. Groove, yeah, yeah. And it's great, but we get into the groove and then we stop evolving. So I'm constantly finding ways to throw myself in environments where I don't have, I don't have an idea where I'm going or you know, what's going to happen. Like, for instance, even when I was writing the book, for seven days, uh, I didn't have to be in a location. So I literally showed up at the airport at LAX and walked around the terminal to see where flights were going. <laughs> <laughs> for se I've always wanted to do this. And it was like, that's, that's awesome. kind of crazy. And yeah. I thought for seven days, I'm going to have zero plan. It's going to be so uncomfortable. I'm going to follow every single clue. I'm going to say yes to every clue. And I'm going to have no idea where I'm going. And it just led me on a crazy journey. Like, it's a I've read about it in my book, but it's a crazy seven-day journey. So putting myself in situations like that, that forced me to be out of my norm 
and, and I find keeps the identity that we create, that I create, that we create, it keeps it loose. Mm. It loosens the, the grip of one's egoic identity. So I really, that's what I love doing. That, I'm totally inspired by that, just going to the airport and just like <laughs> figuring out from that point, where am I going? That's freaking awesome. I've also always wanted to do that. I want to go back though, just for a second to something you said about, about your friend, hearing her story, she can, we can, whatever. And something I want to add on and then get your perspective on is the way that I look at it is how can we not? Because after Sean died two years ago, that was my perspective is like, yeah, I want to throw this whole business away. I want to like, just not ever talk to anybody again. I want to whatever, whatever. But what I said at his celebration of life is, how could I not continue to do this work? How could I not continue to be inspired by life? How could I not see the possibilities and the potential? So it is like, yes, we can, but I almost want to add, how can we not? Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, I think at the end of the day, that's why we, that's why we're here. We're here, we, 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 to me as souls, we incarnate into this experience of life to learn, to grow and evolve. And to me, life is the classroom or university exactly. for our, our soul's evolution. And so it's hard, it's challenging. There's it's just brutal things that happen. There's heartbreak. I mean, it's it's freaking. I don't want to curse on your show, but it's, no, you absolutely it's, can. I hope you. It's do. fucking like it's, it's, it's fucking awful sometimes. I mean, that's just part of the human experience. But I really believe that we incarnate in every situation is is part of our teacher. Every situation is part of our curriculum, and we incarnate into this finite, sometimes fucked up reality, seemingly, you know, so that we can strip away all of the layers and illusions that is not love mm. the bottom line and and through that process if we allow this process of life to burn us to a crisp sometimes without a an anesthetic you know <laughs> right without an just just it, then i think through the process every tragedy every heartbreak every if we allow it breaks open and sheds another layer that isn't love. And I think that's really the point of it all, you know, to return to what we are and, what, and remember that and to endeavor to live that, endeavor to live that in this yes. domain, you know, to endeavor to remember the, fi the infinite in the finite, to endeavor to live love in the sometimes unloving. And uh, I think that's, that's the game, you know, that's, that's, that's the purpose. And it's hard and it's not easy and it's difficult and it's challenging. So every human, everyone that's listening as human beings, I acknowledge you. We signed up for a hell of a, a ride. Hell and of it, a ride. It, 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 takes, it takes so much courage, you know, to be truly human and live with a heart that's open. It takes courage to be human, period. But, but to live with a heart that is open, that that's a whole nother level of courage because you can live like closed and just go about your life and just shut down, which a lot of a lot of folks do. Because but is that really living? I no, mean, that's really? that is just living dead. That is just dead. 
dead living. Dead living. Dead living. But to really say, you know what, I'm going to dare to love despite the risks. Shit, this shit is life is fucking risky. You know, everyday people are dying. We're all the, none of us know when the next moment will come. And so to, to, to feel that and to not close oneself off from the realities and the risks of life and say, I'm going to love anyway, that takes, that is living. You know, that takes courage. Well, Coot, you exemplify that. This has been absolutely amazing. I know that my listeners are going to be like, uh, I need more of him. So where can they go? Where would you like them to check sure, out what you're sure. up to? Sure. Um, main website, kootblackson.com. They can find out about my events and seminars and all of my work there. Online, Instagram, Coot Blackson, Facebook, Coot Love Now. Uh, my book, Magic of Surrender, available on Amazon. Hope everyone reads it. I will link to all of those things so they'll have easy access just to find out more about you and learn from you. Once again, thank you. This has been truly, truly awesome. You've inspired me as you always do. And I'm just super grateful. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank much you. Much love. Yeah, much love to you. Ready to make your dream your reality? Let's build your business so you can do what you are here to do. I invite you to join my inner circle, the Lucra Collective, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who got over the limiting belief that they needed to go it alone. Visit lucra.com to join today. That's L-U-C-R-A.com. Lucra, where wealth equals well-being.